Welcome back, everybody. This is Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honor Art's the only one on today. Uh, Trevor is out in Miami celebrating Memorial Weekend and hanging out with its, uh, with a few friends. Uh, but that that aside, we are going to dive into this wonderful Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, for those of you that missed Quali, it was amazing, just to say the least. Uh, jam-packed with, with action. We'll try to dissect a little bit of that. Uh, the purpose here is to get race ready. Uh, but I think it's uh, at Monaco, Quali is indeed the most important part. Uh, it took part. It took place today. There was a little bit of action after the fact, uh, but just uh, to dive in, a little history on the track: three point three kilometers, seventy eight laps. Uh, race distance usually two hundred sixty kilometers in total. Nowhere near uh, three hundred ki- uh, kilometer uh, that we have at other tracks. Just given the sheer amount of uh, time it would take to to do a full uh, normal race distance here. Um, this is just the, the shortest track on the calendar, uh, followed by Zandvoort, uh, slightly slower. Uh, slowest speed here, average 150 kilometers. Um, turn six, very slow. You've seen it, the hairpin, 180 degree turn. Um, past winners that are still driving, we have Lewis Hamilton uh, on three, Alonso, two wins, Max and Checo each having one. Um, extremely hard to overtake here as you you may have heard uh said multiple times over the weekend the track is just massively narrow uh there's only one drs zone and and just one straight i think the only D, uh the longest straight i think is between there's a couple there's there's when you go through the tunnel um and then there's uh the the start finish straight there um into from turn 19 to turn one um in terms of tires uh, for this race, Pirelli is bringing the softest compounds, C3, C4, and C5. They're introducing brand new C blue blue wall tires, wet weather tires uh, that don't need to be warmed up, which is interesting. Um, you don't need uh, tire blankets anymore uh, before you put them on, so we'll see how that plays out. They were supposed to be introduced in Imola. Um, unfortunately, we, that race didn't happen, so... Uh, we're targeting maybe to see them uh, at some point tomorrow. The weather's forecasting a shower between 1.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. So kind of coincides a little bit with race prep and uh, race start. So anyways, yeah, interesting quality. I'll try to go uh, over kind of what what basically happened. Tries are out of position and what we should look out for. Uh, for this particular weekend, I, I didn't look at necessarily what the race pace is. Took a quick analysis of that. Uh, the teams were relatively close. It's a very close lap. Uh, the DRS effect of the Red Bull has been somewhat negated here. Uh but Verstappen has shown that he is still blistering quick uh, around any track you put him on. Um, yeah, I'll start from the back. Checo Paris, uh, fortunately, um, he's not the king this week of the streets. He'll be starting dead last P- P20. Uh, made a mistake in Q1. Uh, ended, I think he, he saw Gasly on his side. Uh, they were going on the straight, Gasly pulled over to the pit lane line, 
Uh, and I think he was distracted or he was going blood and forgot his breaking point and went in too hot uh, and damaged completely the side of the car, the, the, trashed the rear tires, the left rear tires. Uh, and that was it for him. I uh, started on the back. We'll have to likely have to change a bunch of parts. And I, I could see him start from uh, the pit box. Uh, Joe Guan Yu starting 19, also really bad timing when he went out to set his lap, which put him on a on a very terrible uh, feat there uh, for the race. They brought a bunch of upgrades to this race. Uh, I was hoping to see a lot more from uh, the Alfa Romeo team, but ultimately that didn't pan out. And just a little mistake in, in terms of when Joe Guan Yu went out to put his final lap in and uh, the track was still evolving and, and he couldn't deliver. Uh, on the back of that, we have Magnussen and Hulkenberg completely destroyed. It, it was, it was, they were nowhere to be seen, quite frankly, throughout quality. Uh, they both went out in Q1, poor performance for the team. I think that needs to be dissected. Uh, for a team that usually performs well on Saturday, I was, I was expecting a bit more from them uh but hopefully hopefully they can uh, salvage something tomorrow uh which would be extremely difficult uh sergeant starting 16th uh likewise it's hard as a rookie it's really hard to get the grips here um there's a lot going on maybe track kept evolving if you came out at the wrong time you're just going to be on the back foot uh sergeant botas also out uh in q2 uh for botas just the car wasn't there, setup wasn't there. Where he's relatively super quick, he performed well in Miami. So I was hoping to see him do a bit more here. Uh, just so unfortunate to see that Alfa Romeo is not uh, is not delivering uh, like they did last year. Lance Stroll, P14, starting P14. He looked quick uh, into P3. He he was topping the charts right it, uh, around P2, P3. Uh, and uh, a, a, a succession of mistakes, I guess, uh, killed his his weekend. Um, he uh, he basically missed the pit entry light, and um, yeah, he not not the pit entry light. He missed he missed the the the, the notification that to to go and and get weighted. So I don't know if that's going to cause any issue for him, but also he had. Really bad radio, really bad timing. Uh, made a mistake on his run, uh, and and his lap wasn't good enough to get him through uh, Q two as well. So Alonso starting far back uh, when Alonso is all the way up. You can see, and it's back to back again. S similar thing happened in Miami where Stroll started pretty far behind Alonso uh, for various reasons. He started eighteen uh, in my in Miami, uh, and this time he's starting fourteen. Alonso started P2 in Miami, started P2 again here. Uh, so, you know, Stroll, something needs to be done when it comes to money time. So let's, let's look into that and see how we can make, you know, quality a bit better uh, and try to get more points for the team. Uh, because now it's a difficult situation. It's a really hard track to overtake. So we'll be one to keep a close eye on. Alban did the best he could, had a bad... Q2, where he put it in the wall, had to repair the car, uh, ultimately got back into confidence and uh, was able to kind of string together 
a pretty good uh quality session finished uh in in 13 starting the race in 13th and uh uh made it into q2 nick devries uh strong performance uh, uh after you know getting bashed and being in the news how marco saying he he's on probation basically let's put it that way he needs to deliver he needs to make less mistakes and i think this is the first step i believe we're seeing and him, you know, performing uh, at least a little bit better than what the car uh, could deliver. This is by far the the slowest car. We keep saying that. Uh, they're developing the car as well. They brought a ton of updates to this track. Uh, and DeVries didn't, didn't make a mistake so far this weekend. And I hope he can keep that up into Sunday and maybe convert from 12 into the points. Uh, following in 11 and 10, uh, the... The boys from McLaren, uh, Piastri just does his thing, right? Drives the car, gets into the point. The the, the track was evolving relatively quick, uh, which cut a lot of people off. If you're not doing your lap at the last minute, uh, you're going to just basically get overtaken uh, at the line by by somebody uh, running on a more evolved track. Norris made a mistake, though. He made several mistakes in his runs. from Q3 to Q2, from Q2 to Q3, he put it in the wall, had to get uh wishbone repair, uh, which was done, I think, in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't know. It was re- it was done relatively quick, enough time to give him nine minutes, I believe, of running time or six minutes of running time in, in Q3. Uh, he was able to just be get get a few laps and not enough to 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 be in the points. Um so yeah, hopefully. You know, I'll be looking out. One of the top things I'm looking out for tomorrow is uh, to see these uh, the McLaren boys running this special livery, um, triple crown livery with a Le Mans chassis in the front, uh, the golf livery in the middle, and uh, uh, and uh, the IndyCar livery in the back. Um, yeah, F1 livery, I believe, also. Don't remember. Anyways, yeah, triple crown. Triple Crown livery. Um, hope, hopefully they can convert uh, what looks like a great car into uh, points tomorrow. Uh, they have two good drivers, so I don't see why not. Yuki Sonoda, then in P9. Yuki delivered yet again, uh, outdriving this car, outperforming uh, the car in general. I took him out of my uh, fantasy league this weekend. I don't know why. Um, I think when I looked at his performance, from uh, FP1, FP2, FP3, him and the Vries were were ending up each time in the in the back, uh, in the in the second half of the field. And Alfa Romeo looked pretty good with Botas and whatnot. But uh, yeah, they they delivered on a pretty interesting strategy. I think James Vowles was explaining how um, similar to what they did with their drivers and used up three tires that uh, Yuki and Alpha Tauri were were kind of on a similar strategy of using fresh tires uh, in Q3, in Q1, just to make it to, to Q2 and beyond. Uh, but Yuki was able to make it all the way to Q3. Um, and I think there, when, when I listened to the Vries radio uh, or his interview post-quality, post he mentioned uh, that it was mainly because of the incident that happened after Paris put it in the wall with very limited time left on the clock and, 
and they had already scrubbed one of their tires. They just feel felt that it was necessary to to get fresh tires uh, in order to be competitive. So, uh, yeah, it just maybe just so happened that they ended up on that uh, uh, multi uh, slick strategy uh, for Q one. Uh, after Sonoda in P eight, George Russell uh, he made a mistake in the last. He looked very strong all. Uh, after he resolved his issues in FP1, looked very strong throughout the weekend, uh, especially after Hamilton's mistake uh, in FP3 and having to rebuild confidence. I think Russell started showing signs of uh, performance and looked looked better and looked at you know at, at more comfortable with the car in qualifying in general. Um, and I think. It was a slight mistake that that put him on the back foot, and uh, he's starting uh, P eight uh, ahead ahead of him is Gasly. Su- supreme performance by the Alpine boys. Uh, that did their job, made zero mistakes uh, on the back of their CEO being super bad a couple weeks ago in Miami and calling them dilettantes. But uh, that is something of the past, and I think they're galvanized, they're pumped, they're doing what the fourth best car on paper fourth or fifth best car on paper is doing they're they're mixing it up here in monaco and uh have Gasly at seven and ocon in third well beautiful performance there by the alpine guys basically a home race for them right um so yeah good to see that they did well um leclerc uh yeah leclerc in six now unfortunately leclerc we had seen him finish in p3 but uh there was a moment where he impeded on Lando Norris's lap in Q3, uh, he was basically done with his lap, uh, Leclerc, and he was, you know, talking on the radio with his team about where everybody else is, what the strategy is, who they're ahead of, who's behind them in terms of position on 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 t- in the times, but they forgot to notify him in time that Norris was on a flyer right behind him. And by the time they told him and he tried to get out of the way, it was a bit too late. Uh, so Leclerc got uh, hit up with a three-place penalty. And uh, instead of starting P3, he will be starting P6. Uh, one to keep a close eye on. Uh, let's see how he can convert that and uh, where he can finish the race tomorrow. Uh, his best finish here in Monaco is fourth. So let's see if he can uh, do better than that tomorrow. Hamilton got bumped up to fifth uh, as a result of Leclerc's three-place penalty. Um, Signs, uh, P4, uh, really good, consistent. Him and Hamilton, kind of similar story where they had to rebuild confidence back, uh, get quickly back in the groove and put in, put in, put in a, a, a solid lap at the end that they were on the fringe of getting eliminated in Q3 uh, and Q1. I mess, I always mess up Q1 and Q3 for some reason. I always see Q3 as like a slower, slower than Q1. So I say Q3 when I'm supposed to say Q1. Anyways, uh, in Q1, on uh, the first round of qualifications, Sainz and Hamilton were on the back foot uh, after Paris put it on the wall. They were rushing to put in a lap good enough to keep him in play which they did, um, and I think it was a similar issue there, chasing the puck in Q2, and in Q3 as well, uh, they had, they were they were running out of time to put in a, a solid lap to uh, to not start ninth and 10th. So good job there for Science and Hamilton. Uh, 
delivered when it was needed and uh, a starting fourth and fifth. Ocon, like I said, would have started fourth, but uh, got bumped up by uh, Leclerc's uh, um, penalty. So really good job by Ocon. At some point, he was top of the charts. I thought he would stay there. Nipped by Alonso and ultimately nipped by Verstappen. Uh, Alonso, yes, he gave it all. He gave it his all, uh, was on top of it. Fought extremely hard. Uh, what a beautiful! It was it was it was beautiful to see. Uh, when he snips an opportunity, he's concentrated. I don't think he made any mistakes this weekend. A lot of people were touching the barriers, kissing the barriers, ripping out uh, uh posts posting posting us on the track signs uh, uh along the track. But but I don't think Alonso did any of that. I didn't. From what I saw, I didn't see him kiss the barrier or anything. He is what he was relatively clean, right? Uh, and focused and in the zone. Um, he he was the slowest, I believe, in uh, in the last sector. Uh, uh, so that 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 not pushing to the the swimming pool section, I think, uh, really really hurt him and 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 holding on to pole. But that gives me faith into tomorrow that he'll be able to. Uh, be very competitive and 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 could deliver a fight against Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen starting on pole here in Monaco tomorrow. Uh, won the race once two years ago, I think twenty twenty one. It's the last time he won. Uh, last year was Paris. Uh, he's he he's confident. Uh, he's the best. He's the guy to beat. Uh, tomorrow. So that's one to look out for. And I think he can convert. So uh, he hasn't done anything wrong this year. Anyways, strategy-wise, uh, switch gears to that. Like I said, this is uh, a relatively short lap. Uh, it's a 3.337 kilometers. Uh, we're doing 78 laps, which which is just 260 kilometers, right? Uh, far below the 300 kilometers that we do at other tracks. And the reason I bring that up is uh, we've seen the longevity on the hearts, right? Um, I think the main strategy here uh, would be either to start on on softs. I think you can you can even start on softs if you want a good uh, rip off the line. And I'm if I'm Alonso, maybe I start on softs, right? Uh, just to get that extra grip uh, off the off the line. They're not gonna fall up in ten laps like they do at other tracks. We're talking about fifteen to twenty laps, right? You could probably hold them uh, here, and given the fact that it's it is super difficult to overtake. I can, I think uh, would be a good strategy for Alonso to use the soft too hard uh, if he wishes. Uh, the other strategy would be a, a medium to hard. Um, and I think that would be pretty much favored uh, by a lot of the grid, uh, a lot the top 10 at least, um, just to get... Um, uh, just just to be able to 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 go the 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 length before the softs fall off and they can they can maybe opportunistically uh get a pit stop uh off of, of some some damage at some point in the middle stand. So if you're on on softs, you're aiming to take it to the lap twenty two between the twenty two and thirty two, uh, and then you'll have forty something laps, forty to fifty laps on on the hearts. Uh, same thing for uh, if you're on the mediums, just started taking them until lap 27, between lap 27 and 37. Uh, and 
hopefully switching over at that point to uh, the hearts and taking it to the end. You can reverse it uh, and do the opposite. Uh, start with the hearts, take it as four back, 40 to 50 laps on those, uh, and then switch it over. And I think a guy like Paris starting in the back, that's the likely strategy to start on hard. Uh, pray for rain. I know, like I said, from 1.30 to 4.30, we're expecting rain tomorrow. So just wait for the rain to happen. Uh, keep your keep your softs on, keep your hards on, I'm sorry, and uh, drive it until somebody makes a mistake. If somebody's, oh, it takes a moment of inattention and you're in the barriers here. Uh, so Paris likely to do that. I could see Stroll as well uh, on a a similar strategy uh, taking, and we've seen Red Bull and 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 uh, Verstappen do that in Miami. Start on you know harder tires and 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 just stay in there as long as possible. He had the DRS. Uh, he had the potential to to just drag it on forever. So expecting those two uh, on that strategy. Um, yeah. And if it rains as well, you you're you're on the hards, and you can quickly switch off of them. And two enters are are uh, slicks, oh not slicks, but wets to to get through to the end. Uh, what else am I looking for? I'm looking for the 140 meter dash uh, into turn one. Alonso versus uh, Verstappen. I think there's an opportunity there for Alonso to take the lead if he can. He's shown that he can do it uh, on a Red Bull in. Uh, Saudi Arabia, he got he got the move done on um, Paris. I know Paris is a has has a has has had a pattern of not negotiating his starts well, but I think the opportunity is still there. Uh, a focus Alonso is a very dangerous Alonso, so we'll we'll likely see him pounce into turn one uh, tomorrow. There's going to be a massive battle. The second thing I'm looking for is beyond the first the turn one. I think the race pace, like I said, is a maybe half a second between uh, Alonso and Verstappen. Uh, so I think Alonso can stay in there uh, if he pushes hard enough um, throughout the lap. Uh, I think he could do a little bit of work during the tele uh, on the telemetry overnight just to see where he's losing in the third sector and see if he can mitigate that uh, during the race. Uh, and during the race, you're not pushing flat out anyway, so... Uh, it's not going to have such a significant impact uh, on his on his ability to fall over Stappen. Um, second, the, the other thing I think that's interesting is that jumbled up P3 and P8 with Ocon, Sainz, Hamilton, Leclerc, Gasly, and Russell. I think there's there's going to be some fun racing there. Uh, I hope it's clean. But, uh, yeah, all of those guys are probably fighting for the third spot on the podium. Uh, if anything, tomorrow. So, and and they're all in a good position. Whether they do it on track or uh, through strategy, I think it's it's one group of gentlemen that we want to keep an eye on tomorrow. Uh, Yuki as well. Yuki is in P P nine, starting in P nine. Um, might be his highest finish of the season if he can keep it there. Uh, but Norris is there, is right behind him. Uh, Yuki's been. Uh, doing a fantastic job at defending and uh so we'll see if uh he could uh he could fend off norris tomorrow piastri is right outside the point sniff sniffing point so any mistake anybody gets out of the race gives them an gives them an opportunity to move up one position and hopefully make some more points for uh 
the McLaren guys. That's that's another one I'm looking for. Stroh and Paris, we already talked about salvaging. The, the, the Trezor tomorrow as well is one that we should keep an eye out um, because it throws the strategy straight out of the window. Uh, look out for safety cars, red flags, uh, and um, and VSCs and and uh, accidents. There's there's always something happening here in Monaco. Uh, last year we only had eight overtakes in total, so don't expect to see a lot of those tomorrow. Don't let that be a surprise. Anyways, that's it for me. Uh, I can give an attempt at a top ten. Uh, I'll say just a. I think I'll say something outside of the box. I'll say Alonso, two Verstappen, two signs for uh, the top three, um, followed by Ocon, Hamilton, Leclerc, Gasly, Russell, Sonoda, and Norris. You see, I just like listed the rest of the pack together. It's, it'll be a, a hard one to tell uh, tomorrow, but uh, and it's also almost impossible to overtake so if you missed quality today make sure you go back and watch because that was probably the entire race this weekend happened yesterday anyways that's about it for me thanks for listening uh we'll catch up after the race bye-bye